What a wonderful morning. Amen. What a wonderful privilege to be in the house of the Lord with the Lord's people on the Lord's day, with the Lord's word and the Lord's spirit in us and with us. Let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 9. Romans chapter 9. I had two other places that I had weighed over the last day or two to open our service with this morning. And a few minutes ago, before Jonah Unger prayed in the back room, it was to be Romans chapter 9 from the Lord, and, and then Jordan prayed with the same passage in mind, because it does well summarize what we'll consider today from Isaiah chapters 34 and 35. In Romans chapter 9, very briefly, in verses 1 through 9, we have identified for us that there had always been a real Israel, a spiritual Israel, and a merely biological or natural Israel. It is stated clearly in verse 6, they are not all Israel which are of Israel. And then the apostle goes on to explain that Abraham had eight sons, but only one of them counted and that was the son by Sarah, the son by Hagar didn't count, and the six sons by Keturah didn't count because it was only one. And that gets us all the way through verse 8. And I want verse, it gets us through verse 9. And so we come to verse 10, and it says not only this, not just that stupendous fact of election that we can see in Abraham's life, and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Right. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Amen. There is no unrighteousness with God for him to make a choice of two unborn twins before they had done any good or evil that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not of works, but of him that calleth. God makes all the difference in men's lives. And we owe him everything we have and everything we can give him today. What a wonderful statement here that we have and when it says as it is written Jacob have I loved but Esau have I hated that is coming from the first five verses of Malachi chapter one because that is God's statement when Israel said to him how hast thou loved us and he answered was not Esau Jacob's brother and I have made all the difference in the world between you two I have regathered you from Babylon and I'm rebuilding you in Israel. They're going to try to rebuild and I'm going to tear it down. Right. The difference between Isaiah 34 and 35 is right here in this passage. That poor woman, Rebecca, she had two twins fighting in her womb. And she didn't go to a doctor about it. It's Genesis chapter 25, verses 22 and 23. She went to the Lord. Why are these why is there a fight in my womb? Because you have two nations inside you and one is going to serve the other. The younger is going to be greater than the older. 
Get ready for it. And we're going to see it today. Isaiah 34 is going to be God bathing his shield in the blood of Edom, which is the descendants and family tree of Esau. And chapter 35 is going to be his blessing on the descendants of Jacob, the true descendants of Jacob, the redeemed of the Lord, are going to come back to Zion. And it's going to extend all the way to the times of Messiah, that the Lord is going to bless his people. And we are the long-term fulfillment of that right here ourselves. What a statement. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Most of the Christian world doesn't want to admit such a doctrine, but it is clearly stated here that the children were not yet born when they were fighting in Rebekah's womb. And when the Lord first spoke to her about the two nations that were going to come from her, and he said it was according to the decree of election, not of works. And he's elected us by his grace, and he has regenerated us by his grace, justified us by his son, so that we want to be here today, and we're clothed in the legal righteousness of Jesus Christ, fully acceptable in the sight of God. He's our father by predestinated adoption. We are blessed forever. So true and so certain is our glorification that the Apostle Paul, who said in Romans 4, God is able to call those things which be not as though they were, because verb tenses don't apply to him, was able to say in Romans chapter 8, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. And whom he did predestinate, them he also called, past tense. And whom he called, them he also justified, past tense. And those he justified, them he also glorified, past tense. Even though Paul himself wasn't glorified yet, our glorification is that sure. Paul could just go ahead and use the past tense verb for it. What a privilege to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Please stand with me. And let us sing Revelation 4.11. Thou art worthy. Father and Almighty God, the everlasting God, we thank Thee through Jesus Christ our Lord for the hope of eternal life because You will have mercy on whom You will have mercy and You will have compassion on whom You will have compassion. We thank Thee that Thou hast made us part of the spiritual, elect, and true Israel of God. Oh, Lord, 
There is nothing in us, nothing done by us, to deserve your slightest praise. But it's all of your grace. And we thank thee and praise thee for thy mighty works in us to bring us to this place today. We thank thee for thy electing grace, thy justifying wisdom and power in the virgin-born substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for quickening us from death in trespasses and sins by the power of the Holy Ghost without our cooperation or assistance. We thank thee that you sent beautiful feet to preach the gospel of peace to rebels and that we would believe it and embrace it and obey it by your grace. And we thank thee that the hope of eternal life and eternity in heaven is so sure the apostle could use the past tense for it. We thank thee and praise thee for these things. And it's because of them we have assembled together this day. We pray not only for ourselves, but as we have already prayed as men, we pray for every congregation of saints throughout the world and every one of your scattered sheep that you will be with them and bless them at least as much as you bless us. We thank thee for America. We thank thee for every good thing that we enjoy because you have placed us here. We thank thee most of all for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and our leader and commander, Jesus of Nazareth. Now, Lord, be with us. Forgive our faults, our feeble efforts. Save us from any foolishness or things done in the flesh that we will be in the spirit, that you will bless us and receive our worship for it's in Jesus' name, Jesus' glorious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.